0: Hi, and welcome to Phantasmal Farces Adventurise, where we delve into the world of entertainment and see if we can pull an adventure out of our arse. Our aim is to inspire and to show, so long as you look, almost anything can be a tabletop adventure. So don't be intimidated, and let's see what we can stitch together. I'm Alan, and I'm the forever GM McCastrix of a group of players in Wales. I love casting my fourth-level arcane eye over stories and seeing how they translate into adventures. In this episode, we will be adventurizing The Fifth Element. The Fifth Element is a 1997 science fiction action film directed by Luke Bessel. It stars Bruce Willis, Gary Oldman, and Miller Joe Finch. Primarily set in the 23rd century, the film's central plot involves the survival of planet Earth, which reveals the responsibility of Corbin Dallas, a taxi cab driver and former special forces, after a young woman falls into a scam. Accomplices, Dallas joined forces third roll over four mystical stones essential for the defense of Earth against the impending attack of a malevolent cosmic entity. Opinionize. Good evening, Rod, how are we? Uh Privet!
1: I well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Was that Russian? It was Russian, yes. Oh, okay. I'm not sure if I'm saying it right. Pri- privet!
0: I was, going to say, I was going to say it must be good because I recognise it as Russian, but I don't speak Russian either, so I, me recognising it as Russian, I guess, doesn't mean anything, really. I guess it's
1: all that hard bass that you listen to. Hard bass? Yes. You and Oleg listening to the hard bass, like through Slav. Ah, oh, okay, I see. Um, Maybe.
0: But I'll tell you what I do listen to in the most awkward uh, segue of all time. Uh, when I watch the film The Fifth Element, I listen to its soundtrack and dialogue. Um, and that seeks, seeks us uh, seamlessly into today's topic, which is The Fifth Element.
1: I make a pun. It seeks.
0: What's that word? That How do you say that word? Segue. Segue. No, but I don't mean
1: Segway. I mean Segways. Segway is a a way to shift from one to the next, not just a a motorised gyroscopic. But but how do you pronounce it when it's got the S on the end, then? Because I know it's Segway if it has no S. Segways. Segways, as in it more than one. Segways. Oh.
0: English, what a dumb language. Uh, so, fifth element, that's what we're here to say, not to critique my Russian skill, not to critique your Russian skills or my English skills. Um, yeah so fifth element, my person, my opinion is I like it. I, I well, and I haven't watched it in recent years, so I don't know how much of the fact I like it is nostalgia or or not because back in the before times, the long, long ago, Obviously, there was no Netflix, no uh, Prime, Disney Plus, et cetera. Wasn't even DVDs or, you know, you could if you wanted to download a film off the Internet, if piracy was your thing, it took you like three weeks to download a film. So I recorded The Fifth Element on VHS when it was on, I believe, Channel 4 um, one week. So it was something I had access to and therefore watched a lot. Um so I'm pretty familiar with it. I remember enjoying it. And like I said, how much of that were is nostalgia slash uh Stockholm syndrome because you know, I couldn't watch anything else, so I better enjoy this one thing I found. Um which was the same of, you know, um there's a few there's a few films like that, and I'm sure you've got some as well, where it's like things like Deep Blue Sea. I had that oh. on the I bought that I had that on VHS I think I got that for a birthday or something so that's another film that although I don't think anyone's going to call it a modern day classic I've seen it a million times and have favourable kind of memories of it
1: oh, um, yeah just mentioning that and the first time I've seen it is bringing back several different uh, anecdotes not for now maybe I'll tell you after recording but uh, yeah <laughs> many enjoyable time watching that film Um,
0: But yeah, it's a pretty slick sci-fi looking world. Um, The cast's pretty excellent, um, though it has got some arguably strange choices like uh, Lee Evans and Tricky, um, who I don't think, other than this film, are particularly well-known outside of the UK. Um, I don't even
1: know who Tricky is, so...
0: Uh, Tricky is a is a British rapper who was um, originally a member of uh, Massive Attack for their first album, maybe first two oh, albums, uh, and he's the henchman of he's Gary Oldman's henchman in in the film.
1: Oh, okay. He's the underneath all the makeup. He's the one that uh, that the large gentleman of color.
0: Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, and is it now a bit weird with you know in a kind of 90s time capsule way i would say yes it couldn't have really been it you know as in it it could have been made in the 80s but it definitely could not have been made even 10 years later because for example um speaking of tricky his character um contacts his boss using a payphone and the film is set in 2263 and we're already in 2021, payphones are pretty are a pretty rare sight, or at least they are here in the UK. It may be that they're still 10 a penny in the US and, and elsewhere, but in the UK, they're, they're pretty much a thing of the past, and any film that uses them kind of seems old-fashioned, no matter how far in the future it's meant to look like.
1: Yeah. As so, for my, uh, sorry, go sorry, I was just going to say. Jump just right
0: in. I was. I, okay, I was just going to say. What about you? So, oh.
1: as as for myself, me. Fifth Element, the film itself, yeah, it's good. I I like Fifth Element, the film. But the older I get, the more it's sort of it. It's an odd one, to be honest with you. So without going into sort of you know rant territory or. or going down dark paths I'll just say that The Fifth Element is is a good film but it's it's made by a not a very nice person the older I grew the more I learned about Luc Besson and his um proclivities shall we say so if I take my personal feelings out of the equation it's yeah it's a good film it, he makes good he made good films at least I mean he, he basically he found success with Leon and he found success with especially with with Fifth Element And then he just never changed the formula. So he's like, uh, what's it called? Uh, From Paris with love. It's the same thing, you know, over and over and over and over and over again. And it becomes so boring and formulaic that just like his career, the films are just stagnant. So um, Fifth Element benefits from being early out of the gate. And it's just a good film. I enjoyed it a lot more when I was younger. I guess that's maybe got something to do with I was a little maybe less mature. And the younger I was, the the, the smaller my selection of, of choice of film there was because of the, the classification and everything. You know, when you're 12 or it's a PG, I believe. So when you, you know, maybe 11, 9 or 11, um, I think is when it came out for me. It, uh, you know, you, you, you've got stunted choice. You know, you, you, it's not as if you can go and watch chinatown or the french connection or alien um but otherwise yeah high octane well comedics comedic sincere dramatic it's just it's you know it's it's a good package well wrapped and delivered nice glossy sheen to it and yeah if you look at it from if you take the story away and just ignore the film itself um and just look at the setting yeah it's 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 rich and vibrant You've got the, the expanse of space to play with, and it's, got its, very, it's certainly got its own aesthetic. Was it uh, Jean-Paul Gaultier who did the, um, the, the costumes for it? So it's certainly got its own futuristic, weird and wonderful style. Um, and God bless Chris Tucker for his ridiculous hair and that leopard print leotard as well. God bless
0: him. And the voice that I can still hear ringing in my ears to this day. I think we all can I think we all can mechanize okay so it's become it's become part of the the set, the the setup characters where are we put in them
1: I don't think there's any room for Corbin Dallas um maybe even Lilu. so players occupy those spaces they are front and center. They are Corbin Dallas, <clears throat> but in fragmented into five or six, depending on who's around the table, different people. Um, yeah, I'd agree, yeah. Lilo being the fifth element is the real snag. Uh, she could be an NPC, but I think you maybe be better off, in my opinion, you'd be better off maybe having an unconscious or still inside because they originally they came and collected her inside a sarcophagus i think it would be best if it was just the sarcophagus and you were transporting or escorting however you want to look at it because saying an escort mission sort of has a connotation of being boring but uh, yeah you're trying to deliver the sarcophagus trying to take her out of the equation would be better because a you don't have to role play her have a character role player plus she was so competent the only drawback was her the 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 language barrier but even then she got to to grasp of it you know she was she was fast she was you know she was mortal but she was stronger than everyone else faster than everyone else she was the perfect being and she came with the martial skills it would ruin the balance, you know, for everyone else to have this one. And you know, for argument's sake, everyone's level one, and she's level twenty already. Uh, so yeah, I would try and figure a way of of removing her, keeping her as the fifth element in the game, um, but removing her. You could just have her as one of the statues that was um, that was one of the other four elements as well. You know, some some whatever device you want to do, just don't have her. Have her incapacitated somehow. See, I went back and forth on this issue.
0: Do you have her or not? And I kind of got that. It's not a twist because it's revealed quite early on that she is the fifth element of the title. But it is one of the hooks of the film that it is kind of a get the MacGuffin to to the, you know, get the MacGuffin to where it needs to go story. Um, but p- part of the, the little twist on that is that one of the MacGuffins is is a person, is alive. Um, so I kind of wouldn't want to cut it out completely. But you are right that having either an NPC that you've got to protect and it feels like dead weight, you know, dragging. Oh, we've got to drag this person along. Oh, my God. It can go that way. Or like you say, if you then make them too competent, it's... What Why are the? why are you playing a game? Why don't you just write some fan fiction about Lilu and how she kicked everyone's ass and rode the trains
1: using a multipass? yeah, um well, yeah, that that was another thing. How do you work in a multipass? Do you make a multipass for everyone? But I mean, the way like I say, if you don't include Lilu, there's nothing stopping you from playing Fifth Element. But like J.J. J. Abrams with his Star Trek reinvention, making it a parallel universe something happens that changes the course of time and the TVA don't exist in the fifth element so no one stops this branch and you follow this new branch instead so you're playing something where Lu happens to be an amulet that you have to find because it fell you know the plane maybe crashed in the middle of the Andes and you have to climb up in the presumably snow swept andes they were on earth but you know it seemed as though we didn't really see any further climates and we saw that trash was piled miles high you know so who knows maybe global warming had destroyed it depends on how you want to do it but yeah i would say another option to remove lilu wholesale is to make her or it well make her and it um, and, and make it a parallel universe. So Coban Dallas doesn't exist in this one. Lilu doesn't exist in this one. You was the intergalactic space regime or whatever they happen to be. Um, I set the task of going to the crash site, investigating, finding this thing, and maybe a, a message sets you on your task. I, I don't know, but uh, yeah, parallel universe. take that take that, I'd say.
0: Yeah, I think um, it was a United Earth army in,
1: uh, in the film. Your, your memory, I, I want to marry your brain. Could you uh, move on before it gets weird? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much is self-explanatory from there. So however you get to put yourself on the task itself, you've got to find the four elements and get them, like you say, to this place um It could be as easy as as hard as you want. That's then where the divergence and all the weirdness and the wonderfulness as a GM is where you would want to take it. Are there all of these together, like in the film, or are they separate? If so, are they on different planets, or are they on different planes? So then you've got to gauge then where, what genre you're going to run. Are you going high fantasy, or are you going sci-fi? Um, if it's more of a plane, is it like, chaos- is, is each plane more chaotic than the last, like Dante's Inferno? Um, or is it ruled over by particular patrons? Like, is it a demi-plane? What, what did you call it in Ravenloft? What were they? I think they're called demiplanes.
0: I don't really... Because I believe a demi-plane is a plane that exists only for specific people, I think. So like, you know, as in when a wizard's
1: stores makes those weird little storage... Portals. What's the, the that's guide? Playing. What's the guide of Ravenloft uh, tell you to to build? How does what was what they called? They call them the domains of dread. Because there we are. Then, so it could be a different domain then, or something like that. Um, but yeah, they ruled over a particular patron. Like Ravenloft is ruled over by Strad. Um, is it that one of the patrons happens to be if there's a warlock is it the patron of the group's warlock you know things like that um or you could just have it pretty straightforward each plane is an elemental plane inhabited by um what are they called elementals so oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you know you could have fire elementals in a fire plane um well, In that, yeah, because blah, blah, blah.
0: obviously, yeah, you could, because you've got the four elements, that's quite interesting because you could have, you could have a fire plane, an airplane, an earth plane and a water plane and then really get creative with the plane where they have to get the, the fifth, you know, what the fifth element is. So maybe you don't introduce your... Le- your Leelu standing isn't in the game for a lot of it because rather than uh, kind of falling into the player's laps, maybe you have to go to the fifth element
1: portal and find them. Yeah, and it just dawned on me, and maybe we'll do this in a later episode, but it could be the dream plane when it's like Inception, where you maybe have to go deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, and time gets slower and all of that weird and wonderfulness. And maybe you meet Scary Terry, bitch.
0: One, two, Scary Terry. I don't remember how the rest of it goes. I just I say remember. more. I just say more numbers and just say
1: Scary Terry again. Um, so yeah, that was my thinking. There is uh, the, the story. Pretty much is straightforward. You you find you need to collect these things. Be it one, one to four, and you already have five, or one all the way through to five. You have to get them to a certain place. The reason they were doing that, obviously, was to destroy this black orb of evil. So, how would you represent this? It's it's a personified because it spoke as well, didn't it? It was it was on the telephone to old. Gary Oldman, Zorg. So, how would you represent it? What What would you think? Because I'm I'm lost. I would probably keep it as a, you know, inan- Well, it's not even inanimate, but this weird and wonderful black. Uh, it... <laughs> I can't even put it into words. But how would you do it? Okay, so an enemy that's a big nebulous
0: ball of energy is maybe maybe classics the wrong word, but there are a few examples like. Um... I don't know if you've played Fable Three, but the creature that uh, comes for you in Fable Three, or Sin from Final Fantasy X, where there's just a, they are just a destructive force. Um, so I would, as part of the setup, have them go to like a coastal town that has been completely decimated by the evil, because. Maybe it can do little bits of its power. It's still it's still kind of flexing its muscles so show that it's been able to wipe out a whole town in an you know in an instant. Uh, you know, reel into it that way.
1: Oh, they they do that quite well in um uh what are they called now? Uh weirded one in the fantasy world, Dragon's Age. Dragon's Dogma? Dragon's Age. Dragon Age, yeah. Dragon Age, where it's the black something, black. Uh, they call it the Blight. Blight, yeah. And initially, it feels like you start in the south and you uh, are following a bunch of refugees, and there's some sort of. Anyway, yeah. But I, I see what you've mean now. Because, yeah, I haven't played Fable 3 or Final Fantasy X. Um, okay. But, yeah, t- t- now, uh, now I can put it into to perspective through The Blight. I'm with you. So, yeah, I would.
0: You perhaps wouldn't encounter it. But you would see what it had, what it was capable of doing, what it had already done, and make it very clear that if not stopped, it will be able to do more. Maybe as you go along, show escalating uh, um, problems, escalating levels of destruction. Maybe you could have um, a session or two where. The players get caught up in a place that's being destroyed, but make it very clear that this—it it isn't a fight. It make it a—you know—a kind of a chase. It's an escape. I—you have to get out of there. You, ca- you can't—you can't stop it. You can just escape yourself and help some pe- other people escape if you want to. You know, I in you want to avoid being too choo choo, but. Uh, I would make it so that they, there's no way that you'd be able to kill it and stop it destroying the town the town the town is the town's fate is sealed, but yours and your immediate surroundings obviously always let the players have some influence in that, but they won't be able to completely save the town something like that to so make it an environment like an environmental hazard like as in if it was uh you know being uh there was a volcano that had erupted and it was the lava coming. Make it like that. So it's not, you know, because no one you don't save a town by punching lava, you just die. So use the same kind of concepts. Yeah. That's how I'd make a big uh nebulous is the word that comes to mind for me. A big nebulous ball of evil. An evil that is beyond physicality because it does it like you say it it has a form but it also doesn't
1: at the same time Yeah, it changes itself at will doesn't it it becomes a solid to protect itself and it starts moving under its own uh its own power but there's no sort of clear way as to how it's doing that so yeah, it it just, I think maybe that's the whole point is that it, it the, the less said about it or the less known about it, the more scary it becomes, maybe.
0: Yeah, so that leads me on to my next thing is that obviously instead you can have the agents of it. But, and obviously in the fifth element, uh, Zorg, um, who is a businessman, and It's I don't really get his motivation, if I'm honest. Because surely if he allows the evil to take over, everything he has is gonna be destroyed too. I know I, I know sometimes in films things just are, but I always thought that was a bit weird. What you know, why does he care? Why does he want the evil thing to win? I, I was never really convinced why.
1: Um I don't know, really, to be honest with you. Maybe he was unaware that by assisting it would mean his, his inevitable demise. I thought he was maybe just greed being a businessman. Um and just obviously he was under duress as well quite a lot, you know. It, it 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 proved itself to be able to um kill him from afar with the whole nosebleed.
0: Yeah, I guess there was coercion. It's just it's kind of why did he ever get involved with it was was more of a thing. But then I guess the, the evil would target someone who was powerful and could provide it with, you know, be useful to it in the uh, physical world. Um, but, yeah, I just was saying, and there's some Reddit threads on this if anyone wants to get really deep into it, but Bruce Willis, who plays Corbin Dallas our hero and gary oldman who plays um zorg the 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 bad guy businessman who is the effectively the he's the highest ranking enemy who isn't a big nebulous ball of evil um and he's the main enemy you see on screen he gets much more screen time than the big ball of evil um but the uh Dallas or Bruce doesn't, they don't actually directly interact at any point. So, although uh, Dallas Corbin is the biggest thorn in Zorg's side, and Zorg is actively trying to prevent Bruce Willis's, Dallas's mission, they never actively interact with each other. It's, It's all through um steps removed for, uh, you know minions and all that kinds of things and i was interested in that to begin with because i was like well that's a kind of a, a relatively unique thing about the film because very few films do the hero and the villain never meet almost certainly they they even in ones where they don't directly fight they usually are aware of each other and know that they are enemies Um whereas as far as i'm aware particularly uh zorg i believe he dies spoiler alert uh, um i am pretty sure when he dies because i'm because i'm thinking for people who've seen the film and are familiar using the character names makes sense however if you're listening to this and you either haven't seen the film or you saw it a long time ago it's probably easier for us to, to name them by the actors and I have completely not managed to pick one or the other and have just switched around and then <laughs> switch the names around. But my thing was, is in a tabletop campaign, my thought was, can you have a villain that never meets the players? And obviously the answer is, well, yes. But because you don't get any, in a traditional rpg anyway you don't have scenes from other perspectives yes so in a game where the players don't meet the bad guy that bad guy essentially doesn't exist because they yep. won't see scenes of him in his office or talking to his minions or or any of it yeah. um yeah So, And I came to the conclusion that you can't have an enemy that doesn't really exist in a TTRPG, because either if you leave hints of his existence, players will pick up on it and eventually want to go find him. Or if they do ignore him or or they don't pick up on the hints, he may as well not exist because he doesn't appear. It's, It's one of those weird things. They become like Schrodinger's bad guy. That you, as the GM, can know that this person is doing things, but if the players don't interact with it, and they, you know, and they still either win or lose the campaign, uh, for their experience, it's pretty much irrelevant, isn't it? You know, if you were to go to all these different planes, you know, fight all the different elementals, get the thing save the day and then the gm was like oh and actually there was a businessman who was doing all this kind of stuff while you were in in the planes you'd be like well okay that's great but we didn't see him so i got i i think that you can't force what happens in the film you can make it so that the bad guys aren't directly antagonistic but you can never force it so that the players don't meet their villains if the players put the effort in they will always be able to find their villains and if they don't find the villain because he isn't directly targeting them he is it's as good as if he doesn't exist i don't know if that uh that was a bit of a long long-winded thing but basically I initially was like, how can I create that same thing where the hero and the villain don't meet? And I decided it's something you can't
1: force because it's too choo-choo on the rails. I think that in this instance, the one that they don't meet would be the nebulous black cloud of evil energy. Um, Because, again... Corbin Dallas, Bruce Willis, and, and Lelu, they never meet this. They, they're aware of it, and it's the United Federation of Earth Armies that have, have met it and antagonised it and, and sort of sized it up. Um, so, yeah, I think that if you were going to run a, a Fifth Element game, now that you've brought it to my attention like this, it would be the nebulous evil is, is what you don't meet that would be as you say that's the urgency that's the ticking clock that gets you from a to b in a more of a a faster in a faster pace because you need to get from a to b before it reaches you on earth um so zorg could maybe initially only send minions but as it's likely that those minions will fail will maybe start to show up and and Uh, start to lead things from the front a little bit more and escalate things and send bigger, maybe badder enemies, Uh, maybe start to show up towards maybe the second or or third or certainly fourth elemental plane to um, bolster the elementals of that plane. Um, Because obviously it depends on what sort of order the players want to do. There's no real set way of doing it. So Zorg would just have to be lying in wait at one point and it's just a gamble then you know whether if he was waiting at um the first plane they visited then his resistance or his um uh is 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 uh what's the word I'm looking for when he puts up a he 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 causes them a, a problem you know is is interference would maybe not be as well thought out or planned, whereas if they visit the last plane, and he's been there the entire campaign, his resistance and his interference might be well put together. He might have bolstered his defences and built better barricades and whatnot, so there's that as well. And then he's always escaping, you know? There's always a misty step or there's always a teleport to be had, which then suddenly doesn't occur on the last... um, in the last battle, which would be at the final showdown, where the fifth, ele- the five elements have been collected and have been placed, um,
0: whether so you, or not there was a, so you would increase because in the film he's not a very action or he's an evil businessman, but he isn't actually very. Uh, there's nothing about him that's particularly powerful, and he's not particularly himself violent or um skilled so you would make him a more
1: direct you would you would beef him up make him a more direct threat well once once he you know pointed out because first of all he employs these um these heavies to go and do his bidding for the price of a couple of uh munitions um because they fail he then so says to himself, Well, you know, if, if job's worth doing, it's worth doing it myself. And he then sets about going to the cruise liner um to do to do the job himself. And he actually strikes almost a mortal blow uh on Lilu, because he's the one that shoots through the ceiling to, to catch hold of her. Um And that's how I see it, is that he's more of an action-orientated... He's still the brains of the outfit. So he, first of all, like I say, sends off smaller minions to do his bidding. And the more and more they fail, the more and more he would have to escalate and find bigger and stronger and worse people, you know, up the bounty, uh, send off bigger and better, uh, get, you know, better employed, uh, better um, uh, equipped... More capable people to do it, and then eventually go well to hell with it, and and set about himself. So he may still be weak of of arm, but his 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 brain is all there. You know, he's he's the brains of the outfit. Um, and like I say, when all five have been brought together, that's when he really, you know, as his last ditch effort, when he's you know puts it all on the line. You know, maybe even to sacrifice himself to. To do his master's bidding and whatnot, almost like a Renfield. Then that's where you realise that there's there's maybe more to it than just him being an antagonist. But um, you would
0: have you would have the
1: Zorg equivalent as the quote unquote
0: last boss rather than the evil itself.
1: Yeah, because the, the the evil itself. I mean, I suppose you could, but if it were to manifest itself in a, a mortal form. It, by that point in time is it too strong because that's the whole point is that you've got all the five elements together do they combine to make a like a, a megazord you know is that what it is is that it's a an amulet of this and it's a, a brooch of that and a cloak of this and once you put them all on to the the fifth element whatever it may happen to be maybe it's a um a golem of some sorts um it becomes this almighty thing that just, you know, clobbers it in one goal. But again, the players are then detached because it's not them that's actually um controlling it. And if it is, it's all done by committee. To me that, that wouldn't that wouldn't be enjoyable as a player. So yeah, I would say that that the, 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 the nebulous big bad is the 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 motivation whereas he is the main antagonist of it all always sort of hindering and, and being a thorn in their side i would say
0: But yeah and a, another bit i quite liked as an idea from the film is the radio contest because for people who haven't seen it uh they need to get the stones from effectively a cruise ship singer but the, the kind of future sci-fi version um so uh the government basically rig a fake contest saying that they're the winners so that they can go on to the, uh, the cruise ship. Um, I'd quite like, I think that's that could be quite a fun um, piece is to have a game where your players need to go somewhere, uh, you know, and pretend they're someone else. You know, you get a bit of Inception because you're, a human playing a character who's then pretending to be another character um but i i would quite like to explore that i don't think fifth element itself is a good example of that because they kind of just get on the ship and then he kind of just carries on being bruce willis like he he, he doesn't actually there isn't a lot of uh espionage so I don't think it's a good example, but I did like that as an idea and is something that is perhaps worth looking for, out for in other media or, you know, and building upon myself. Um, the the idea of uh, essentially a, it is an undercover mission that, you know, is quite common in a lot of things, but the, the fact you have to pretend to be a... Uh, a contest winner or or a normal person because no one you're pretending to is actually involved um i think that could be quite fun to do but like i said i don't i don't think it's really a major part of of the film the film kind of gets it has that little bit in it but then it gets back on track with the shooting and the action um there is although one thing in this thing that if you were using the the same NPCs it would be my dream and this is achievable through the power of tabletop RPGs you would be able to tell Ruby
1: Rod to shush
0: <laughs>
1: oh god when he does it uh... and he goes my man my man Cover yeah. my men, <laughs> uh, Ruby Rod, you absolute pillar. And he, yeah, yeah, I remember Ruby Rod. Systemize.
0: Okay, I didn't really think too hard on this one. Not, not a lot of stuff came. Not a lot of interesting stuff came springing to mind. So I just went with star. My suggestion would be Star without number or Starfinder. Um, two very popular. Uh, sci-fi uh, systems and i personally would go more for stars without number just cuz the power levels a bit lower which is more in line with what what we see in the film i, I it, you know it is an action film they are action heroes but it is bruce willis rather than you know, it's Bruce, it's it's John McClane rather than Captain America. Um, yeah,
1: they are mortal. Yeah,
0: yeah. So that's that's my thoughts. I know, very short, very uh, underdeveloped, but there wasn't really anything on a kind of system basis that really kind of called out to me on this one. What about yourself?
1: Um, yeah, mine can't say it's underdeveloped. It's all pretty straightforward. I mean mine just splits into the two categories it depends on what genre you're going to play you know the usual suspects of uh five finder if it's fantasy or if it's a sci-fi game you know just just take your pick like you say stars without numbers star finder you could take it to a, a more of a cyberpunk 2077 um or if you really wanted to push it that far you know you could go for um, Shadow Run. It doesn't necessarily matter. It just allows you for more of a uh, for builds and stuff like that. It's the role play is where is the, the, the important thing here. That's just the mechanic for combat, which there may be a lot of, but they're still gonna be trying to figure out how to get to these different planes, different planets, and find that final fifth element as well. Because I like that idea of it being um another like I say, just just another inanimate object that needs to be located rather than an escort. Um, so yeah, it's it, it's more likely to to work. However, you want it to just find the game that you're most comfortable with and work it around that. You know, I can't tell you what's uh, what would be a decent fit for it. it they all pretty much are. Roger, it's not your supervisor.
0: Summarize. Okay, so um, just kind of. I think I mentioned it in, I, can't, I actually can't remember which one, because you've done quite a few of these now. Just, uh, just a little humble brag there. I've done so many episodes of a podcast, I can't remember them all exactly. Check me out. Um, but yeah, back to uh, seriousness. Uh, I think this is good for Frankensteining. I, I don't think I would make a fifth element game but the film is quite good for inspiration to to pick pick and choose things like there's lots of things that are good about it like like i said like the the bit on the the cruise ship or uh zorg himself is a very good uh kind of evil sci-fi businessman looking uh, you know, weird-looking sci-fi businessman, bad guy. Uh, if you really needed an annoying uh, TV presenter-type character, Ruby Rod is your man. Yeah, there's lots of things that are quite... Dis- and, you know, like the design of, you know, the fact they've got the flying taxis and all that kind of stuff. There's lots of things you can take as inspiration and, and pick and choose. Uh, but I don't think it would. I would. I. I don't think I would do one. I, it wouldn't be. You know, as in, you don't make a whole meal out of. Uh, well, I guess there's no. I guess there's no food that people in general don't make a whole uh, a whole a whole meal out of. But like, you don't make a whole meal out of spinach, do you? You have spinach and other things, and I wouldn't make a whole game out of the fifth element. It would need. Thickener and rice and other things. My analogy's Ooh, got papa I, Yeah, my analogy's got a bit away from me, but yeah, I would say none of the ideas that we've discussed or or the film itself do I dislike. It's just it doesn't really. It doesn't. It doesn't sing to me in the TTRPG way that some of the other stuff we've done does.
1: I would almost agree with you halfway. Um, I would say that it's not necessarily needing Frankenstein in, um, in more of a sense of I would take the Fifth Element plot, but obviously from what I've discussed and from what you've discussed, finessed it somewhat to be able to become a TTRPG. Um, so yeah, it's 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 the plot and feel and setting of the Fifth Element but um yeah with these these changes that we've and obviously you know this is just to to inspire if you think that you can do better then yeah by all means this is just something that we've suggested to try and go for it but for me personally would i want to run it probably not um would i want to play it it's for me, it's more of a plan D. So for argument's sake, once Dread and The Purge have been played and we've exhausted those, i probably say yes, then let's go for Fifth Element. You know, Maybe it's best left in the cinematic universe, you know? But uh, yeah, if someone's created the game and my dance card was empty, then yeah, I'd play it. Cool. So
0: uh, I guess it's just to say thanks for listening uh and if you are looking to buy ttrpg or wargame uh supplies um think about using our affiliate link for firestorm games found in the the show notes uh i'm sure you all know who, how affiliate links work you know you don't pay more we get a little kickback kushti um so anything any last thoughts rod
1: no thank you very much everyone for listening this far you've helped us reach over 200 listens at the time of recording um so here's to another 200 uh really do appreciate it and uh, all the um the feedback that we get and uh, all the discussions that we're in on twitter and all the other social medias links are down below it uh it does help us uh, keep wanting to do it, to be honest. Um, I certainly feel like it's less of a chore. So, yeah, please get in touch. Let us know. Let's, uh, let's collab. Sweet. And on that note, I guess
0: we'll just... Well, you won't, won't see you because it's a podcast. It's not a visual medium. But you'll hear... We'll. Can I just still say see you next week? Yeah, of course you can okay see you next week bye everyone so that was our episode on the fifth element hope you got some good ideas out of it so next time you need something that inspires you you won't just theorise but adventurize. and if you do please let us know um, all the so- links to socials are found in the show notes and we'll catch you next time